Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. This is Ashwini and I'm pleased to be joined by Sherry. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Ashwini. So, we are here to announce and celebrate an important milestone. Yes, indeed. Something that we have been working toward literally for years. Mm-hmm. And that would be that there's nothing wrong with you going beyond self-hate is now available as an ebook. Yes, indeed it is. So uh, when ebooks first became a thing, um, of course, you know, we love trees. We, we, don't, we don't like cutting down trees to print things uh, on paper. And so we were very excited about it. And we quickly found out that the technology was such that uh, the only way we could do our books was just with, uh, I don't know, what is it, as many Times New Roman or something, whatever books That's are right. printed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are yeah. no little pictures and little drawings and little uh, changes of font and all of that sort of thing. And I just said, no, no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, there were great arguments uh, mounted that, but, you know, if the information is there and what difference is it? And I said, no, <laughs> because from mm-hmm. the time that the key came out, you know, it was wanting it to slow people down, not read it quickly, but make it mm-hmm. something that engages the whole person and all of that. And fast forward, what happened? Well, the technology caught up and allows us to offer it in this form. And, you know, Sherry, just to pick up on what you said, to me it's such an important aspect of, of this practice, right, that there is a way in which there is no compromise to uh, the teaching uh, in the sense of this is the way in which it's offered and this is, it's, it's absolutely clear that uh, the way the message is delivered, the, the, the experience that the book delivers is as much part of the book as the, as the information. And there's a loss in the transmission if it isn't, if its integrity is not maintained and so, uh, I mean, so yeah, people wouldn't receive the information, but the books wouldn't sell because everybody wanted to, uh, wanted to you know, read it online. But there's that place that we always come back to in practice where it's not about the money. It's not about the sales of the book. It's not about information just getting out there. It's, there is such an importance around how the teachings are offered and if there's anything that challenges the integrity of that, we won't do it. Yeah, kind of stubborn and hard-nosed there, aren't we? Uh, well, we could, you could <laughs> say that. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Um, but it's just so, it's that place, it's, the, it's one of my favorite things about the guidebook or the, the handbook that people would get in, when they came to the monastery, right? That's, if, if the, the, there's no fear in this practice. If the practice is going to continue, it will because people benefit from it and they will donate. If they stop donating, the practice won't continue. So there isn't something we have to do or somehow we have to be in order for us to uh, 
you know, generate the money in order to support the practice because there is such trust in that, in that equation of life. And so to me, the, the fact that we held out for so long is just another, um, it's, it's another thing that I appreciate so much about this practice, it, the, the, the lack, the, the total, we won't compromise. We won't compromise on the teaching. And and so especially rare. based on, especially based on fear, right? Especially that, based on oh, fear. Oh, but we yeah we have to we have to make it more appealing, or we have to advertise it, or we have to sell it, or we have to whatever it is. And actually, we don't because it's one of those where after you sold your soul, what <laughs> what have you got? <laughs> well, so, and the thing that so, we always say we meet people where they we meet pe- people meet the practice where it is. We don't change to meet people where they are. There's something exquisitely beautiful in that process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if we then fast forward a little bit more, because mm-hmm. we've, been we've been at this, right? I mean, we're checking in constantly, and is the technology mm-hmm. there, and could this happen? And so we, get, we find people, and can they, can they do this? Do they have the the skill, um, the experience to be able to do this, and, uh, and, then, and, uh, and then what happened? Well, and we, we started, we did Big Bamboozle, so that's available as an e-book, and Sweet Zen, and that's available as an e-book. And then, you know, it, that's sort of when the pandemic hit and there was supply shortage of paper, and we really needed to sort of... Um, what would you call it, light the fire under the project and this whole move to SQUIM and an orientation of wanting to take care of the planet and move away from, uh, you know, cutting down trees to create books. It just all came together. And, uh, and of course, it wouldn't have taken off if we hadn't a steward who brought a, a huge amount of passion and uh, energy to the process of conversion. I mean, that's part of what, what, what was required, right? The technology had to be there. The willingness had to be there. And somebody who could manage the thousand details that go into creating something like this also had to show up. And so there was the perfect storm of the, the developer, the steward, and of course, uh, a slew of people in Sangha who are testing the, the, the book that are participating in yes. that process that, that came together. And now the, uh, the, the book that defines this practice is available to be read electronically, completely preserved yeah. in integrity with the font and um, the pictures. The little and pictures. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's, yeah. a, it's a process. It's a real process uh, uh, in, in maintaining that brand, we could say, of the book so that it looks exactly as it does in the print with, with some modifications because the technology is, I mean, it doesn't, look, it doesn't look page by page the same as the original book, but there's nothing about it that would rob us of the experience of interacting with it. Yes, and the thing that I want to underline about this, there, there's the, the, the patience, you know, for the the trust, the faith that it, it's going to work. It's going to come together. It, we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get urgent. We don't, we don't have to 
yeah, become fearful and, and compromise, as you say. And then the, the thing that has made the biggest difference, of course, is, as you say, the person comes along who, who says, yeah, I'll take this on, and mm-hmm. does, <laughs> and mm-hmm. does, and follows through uh, and with the, the 10,000 details. And then also, as you say, the people in Sangha who, say, they, who step up and volunteer, yeah, I'll, I'll test it on this format, it, or platform, I guess it would be called, right? And mm-hmm. I'll read it on this, and I'll read it on this. And the, then the, where are the errors? And you get back with, you know, get those back yeah. with the steward, right? And, uh, yeah. and just through that process of everybody working together in that way, we come out with something that we can feel really, really good about. And it is truly a it's labor a of love. It does, and, it's, as a, and that, that's really what I've experienced in everyone participating in the project from the steward who stewards the, it's the attention, right? And attention is a form of love. The, the, the willingness to um, wade through the technical difficulties that we encounter and to, uh, to research them and to get beyond them and everyone who, who reads the book and comes back. I, I mean, it's testing the, these e-books is no picnic <laughs> because you know you have to look at the page of the of the of the real of the original and uh, it, and document every page and every error that you see and it it is a labor of love and so it, to to have there's nothing wrong with you being offered in this way it, it's a celebration I mean yes big bamboozle and everything else but it seems to be a, a real flag for our, a real sort of, um, I don't know what to call it, but something that is I don't an either. important deal for our Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, right? I know what you mean. It, I mean, it's the, it's the first book. It's almost 30 years old at this point. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, it was the first book that had a, an author on it mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because we wanted people to know that it's this practice that was offering that perspective. And, uh, so yeah, it's really it feels very uh, I I feel very celebratory uh, mm-hmm. that that this that this has happened. It feels mm-hmm. yeah, it feels wonderful. And to, uh, yeah, and two things about that, right, Cherry? I mean, so it took us I don't know how many years to get the first book as an ebook, and then now we have Don't Suffer Communicate coming out almost three weeks after. There's nothing wrong with you, and so. There's, there's a momentum around this, and I think sort of like uh, one of the things we want to take on as a Sangha next year is to get as many of these books into ebook format. And so that invitation for stewards to participate in testing platforms and to expand that stewardship opportunity beyond the smaller group of people currently engaged in it, it will be coming out so everybody can jump on it. And of course, you know, now that we have it as an ebook, hopefully it's, it becomes more available to a larger number of folks who are moving their reading um, online rather than uh, buying actual books. And so if, if it, it'll be a, a wonderful way to gift the book, right? Because it, you don't just have to buy the book, now you can get it online. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's really good. And of course, one of the things that I like best about the what you describe as the process is talk about being immersed. 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you've got a print copy of the book. You've got an electronic. You, you know, you're reading it here. You're reading it here. You're reading it here. You're <laughs> practically memorizing the thing, and um, yeah. it, it changes us. It changes us. It it's does. like, you know, why do we like writing books? Well, mm-hmm. because you're so immersed in the topic. Uh, just mm-hmm. every little, uh, every little word and every little comma, right? It, and uh, and it changes us. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really yeah. grateful to all, all of those people and and hope that they had that kind of experience and that they, um, you know, they first of all that they know how much we we all appreciate it and then second of all that they really do feel that they have benefited from being mm-hmm. so generous with their time. And that, that, that's how we get to pay it forward because now it's available to a lot more people, right? And this work yeah. has transformed our lives and it has the opportunity to transform the lives of everyone who comes in, in touch with it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, I'll tell you one trees. thing. I know, I, know, I know we're at time, but uh, June, you know, keep it simple, June, uh, was saying to me the other day, because uh, somebody had written in, you know, that they've been doing this work for 25 years or something, and, uh, you know, we've never heard of them. Um, and that, that happens with some regularity. Um, and, and so to think of these little books, even though, you know, we might not be just uh, uh, inundated with requests from people to come and practice with us, um, but it doesn't mean that the work isn't out there and that people mm-hmm. are not doing, doing the work in their own way, in their own time, uh, and, and benefiting just in the same way that we have benefited. So, mm-hmm. And it's really about oh, knowing good. that the work, work exists, right, Jerry? That's the other point you were uh-huh. making, which is if yeah. you know it's there, then that, mm-hmm. offering that knowledge itself is, is planting a seed of transformation. Yes, and you know, one, one other thing um, about that, we get uh, requests regularly from people in jail, in prison, uh, wanting copies of the book. And we have been singularly unsuccessful in getting books passed, uh, whoever it is who is in charge of keeping things out of the prison. Um, they just won't let the books come in. And there's this whole rigmarole you have to go through to try to get a book there. But there are computers <laughs> And mm-hmm. so uh, that's my hope, too, that this will be an easier way for people um, to share, to share it. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one person gets a copy of the book and all kinds of people can share that book in that kind of situation. I'm not advocating that. Please don't buy the book and then send it to everybody you know. It is one of the ways that we support our practice. Um, <laughs> but in those kinds of situations, you know, homeless shelters or uh, places like that that um, that people could have access. That's that's exciting to me. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, well, thank you, thank you, and uh, let's celebrate. There's nothing wrong with you, and thank you everyone for who participated in um, getting that book out, making it happen. Yeah, mm. so grateful. All right, thank you, Ashwini. Thanks, Cherry. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's my cue. Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air with Sherry Huber. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Michael. That was your cue we forgot to say, and now we'll turn it over to Michael. Son of a gun. <laughs> there are a lot of details to remember in this here life, aren't there? 
Yeah, well, we all do our best, pay attention, and it all seems to work out, so that's good. It does. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, and I what dropped in as you and Ashwini were talking is I got the sense of the books from our practice just hitting the Internet, like right now. So it's uh, it's great to hear yeah. about the electronic versions and what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting. Connecting, yes. And I have announcements here. All right. A new email class starting November 29th will explore the practical and spiritual questions around acceptance. What is it? How is it the foundation of spiritual wisdom? How do we apply it amid identification and pain? The three-week class will include three Sunday workshops. Which is exciting. And for this... Very exciting. Yes. And for this and other spiritual opportunities, please visit livingcompassion.org. And when you're visiting .orgs, we can also visit keepitsimple.org, right? Yes. Go there and... Simple.org. Yeah. Get these books. Good. Great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Sherry, press star six and then one to make a show and get in the queue. And a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. Okay, I think that covers us, Sherry. Ready to go? I think we're ready. Yeah, I think we're ready. Thank you, Michael. Okay, here we go. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Well, hi, this is Bill, and hello, Sherry and Mike and Ashwini. Hello, Bill. Hey. What's going on? Uh, well, um, uh, Ashwini invited me to uh, call into open air a couple of weeks ago when we were uh, looking at... Uh, the, the practice of generosity. So that's why I'm here. And, and I guess before I talk about the content, I wanted to share, you know, back in the 90s, when I started to explore uh, Buddhism, and I was in the bookstore, and there was all kinds of books on Buddhism. And, and quite frankly, a lot of them were very um, difficult to grasp. And I saw this book, uh, written by you, and I, I was flipping through it, and I was like, this is so easy. This makes so much sense. Like, I can do this. this. I'm like, I'm liking this. So, and, and that started my journey. So, wow. uh, yeah, the whole format and the way, and, and, and even, like you said, the font, everything that made your books the way they are, they just made it so inviting and so welcoming to just begin and, and to, to be yeah. impressed. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny, Bill. Uh, I, often, I often look at this. I often think about this, um, that, that they are so, those books are so our practice. It's not for everybody, right? Because it's not, it's not intellectual. It's not... Um, it, it's not what um, 
it's not special. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't you don't have to be somebody extraordinary. You don't have to be incredibly brilliant. You don't have to be able to follow ancient texts or memorize whatever it is. You know, it's just regular folk. And uh, the the other book uh, that or the book that I feel most like that about, besides there's nothing wrong with you, is a depression book. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, twice people bought that book from us and published it uh, in a different format and with a different cover and a different title and all of that, and it bombed. Because (laughs) for profoundly depressed people, a book with a black cover and little printing and just a few words on a page that's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what's beautiful is is over the years, as I have read, like I, I read uh, uh, Dogen's works, it, it's been so beautiful because I'm like, oh, well, I know what he's saying. I man. know what he's saying. He's just, that's right. I get oh, that. I know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what we're uh, practicing. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sherry said it much easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just had that experience recently with T.T. Suzuki, who was my, you know, my introduction and just so far over my head that, but I just, I knew that was it for me. I just knew. He knew what I wanted to know and I'm in. And then now to pick it up and, as you say, yeah, oh, well, yeah. And once once you know what he's saying, He's actually saying it very simply and clearly. You know the man was just making that as available as he could possibly make it. Uh, and oh, yeah. Yeah. then there's, then there's the be- folks like us. We, we like yeah. it in even simpler terms. <laughs> the beauty of your writing is you don't use three-syllable words. You you bring the truth or you bring the, the the dharma in a way that is like I can eat this I can digest this I can, mm. I can with this where when I start when when three syllable words start getting used it's like what are they saying you know <laughs> so I have to think about I don't want to think about this I want to feel this <laughs> I don't want to, have to think about this yeah. so thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so what, was it gratitude? Is that, or uh, what, where, where, what? Generosity. Is is generosity you two were talking about. All right, what happened there? Well, generosity, it seemed to trigger things in me at work. And the content mm-hmm. was, is that there's a person who works, uh, who, who I supervise, who, um, always uh, always I'm having difficulties with this person um, you know I, I give this person a task to do and it doesn't get done and so then I would act out of generosity okay well you know there was other things going on but but then it's like every day and <laughs> and it brings me to the point in my head where I'm like going just do what I told you to do, but uh-huh. that wouldn't, it wouldn't be generous, you know, to, uh-huh. to be a hard-nosed uh, employer where I'm like, okay, I need this done by this day, get it done. Stop talking, yeah. get it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. and we're a very 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 small office, and so um, there's a lot of blurring of the boundaries between being professional and then you know these are the people that we eat lunch with and so forth, and and mm-hmm. so it's just like it seems like this particular person is always a debater and just like debates and argues against all the values of our organization and it's just like please stop I just want to eat my lunch you know what I mean I I, I don't want to go into my office and eat my lunch because that would be rude you know so there's a judgment there right but but at the same time I'm like please just you know I would love it if you just in my head I'm thinking just just do your work just nod your head like my father said smile nod your head and go on and do your business don't <laughs> well and and bill you know here it's the, it's a, it's an interesting situation obviously and of course it's why in practice we have the privileged environment <laughs> so we don't have to deal with any of those kinds of things um because what you're describing is what happens when personalities are are allowed to kind of run the show um, and where uh, e- ego is not checked. And um, I would project there's a fair amount of unconscious behaviors going on. And so, uh, it, which is fine, you know, in the... Um, in the lunchroom, you know, if people want to talk about stuff, you know, you can you can listen to a voice in your head say that it's rude, or you could just realize that you want to sit and be quiet, and you can listen and and um, you know, it, I mean, it, you could even say, you know, I'm just not feeling chatty today. I'd love to. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be quiet and eat my lunch. Now, if somebody has a hard time with that. Well, then that's their best opportunity because you you haven't been rude, you haven't been mean, you haven't been you haven't even been judgmental. You've just simply said what is so for you and what you're going to do. If we take that then into the you know the supervisor supervisee uh, situation, again, ego would want to frame it that that either you let this person do whatever they want to do, or you're being your father. Right. Well, no, right. no, <laughs> because you are the supervisor. It, it is your, in your job description that these things need to get done. Uh, I would imagine you answer to somebody, and if this person doesn't get their job, their work done, your boss isn't going to talk to them. Right, your boss is going to talk to you because it's your responsibility, and so uh, within that, to me, without any judgment at all, with great affection, even humor, it's possible to say, "Okay, that's nice. Now, go do what needs to be done. I need it on my desk by five o'clock today." There. That's it. Okay, fine. I'm just saying you need to have that on my desk at 5 o'clock. Now, we're through discussing it. That's within your role as a supervisor. Now, what you've got going on inside you is going to be 
what you are listening to and perhaps believing about the situation. But that doesn't have to have anything to do with those simple statements. Right. Right. And and at one time I was uh, I, I was an executive director for a manufacturing facility. I would have never <laughs> would have never behaved the way I am now. There's this this sense of the organization I work for now. There's this sense of generosity and kindness that goes beyond what seems well, Bill. Bill, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm going to ask you to do, and that is to look at the definition of generosity and kindness. Because allowing somebody to behave in ways that are detrimental to the organization, and I would project to themselves, that's not kind or generous. You know, that's that's like people are with children now. You know, um, unconditionally loving means, yeah, just go ahead and do whatever you want to do. We don't want to upset you or traumatize you. or It's not yeah. a kindness. Right. If you want to play in the street, go play in the street. No. No, you don't do that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. No, you don't. You don't throw your food at the table. No, you don't. It, and I, I, we don't have to be mean about it, okay? But we do have to be committed about it. That was some of the things. Okay, so what is so beautiful about? And I miss the retreats desperately in Beth, Bethlehem. Um, but like, mm-hmm. like you walk in there, and and the rules are very clear, mm-hmm. and. And and so it's like, but they're also very comforting. That mm-hmm. okay, when you when you abide by the rules, not yeah, when you abide by the rules, there's peace. That's you right, know, and like, it makes everybody safe. Yeah, you sit <laughs> right. That's why society has ways that we do things, and when people really either can't or refuse to to do things that way. Society puts them somewhere else. Now, we could have endless discussions about that, okay? But my only point is that, that what helps people to feel safe and peaceful, and we could even say happy, is when uh, everything is clear. We know what the boundaries are. We, we know what the guidelines are. We know what's expected of us. Right. And and the information, when we're not meeting the standard, again, it doesn't have to be hateful. It's just simply, this is what I need you to do in this way by this time. Thank you. It's not like she's a volunteer. She? It's right. a she, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this, this is yes. somebody who... He? I don't know. Well, no, I don't know why. No, no, she you. is. She is. No, okay. no, she is. Uh, yeah. She is. And so, so this is somebody who's being paid to do a job. Yeah. Yes. So I, my encouragement, Bill, is to look for you to look inside uh, at what the voices are telling you 
constitutes kindness, constitutes uh, generosity. Yeah. Because if if those are skewed, then that's there to cause you to suffer. And I would say down the road, it's going to cause her to suffer too. Because eventually, what tends to happen in these situations is it just spirals out farther and farther and farther until finally somebody needs to call a halt to it. And then it does seem mean. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, it's been fine. It, what, why are you all, why are you acting this way now? Yeah, you're right. Because what you're saying in in terms that I've recorded about is like, it just seems like the boundaries keep breaking down. And I'm like, that's right. It, I, I guess that yeah I guess that's just it passive mm-hmm. yeah it's passive management out of this misunderstanding of what generosity and kindness is because yeah. and it's just, it's the same with with parents right it's yeah. a misguided uh, notion of what love is love is not just letting people do whatever it is that they want to do not if you're the parent. Not if you're the boss. Not if you're the supervisor. That's not that. That's not. That's not what the role is. You know, if you're if you're friends, um, and you you want to be that way with one another, that's great. You know, you're both grown ups. You make that's how you want to be together. That's great. But when you're when you're in a different kind of role with somebody, it's not going to work. Yeah. Because people just, what you're hoping is that she will magically get it, right, right by some kind of osmosis. You're going to be kind enough and generous enough with her that eventually that she's going to go, she's gonna oh, wake up and go oh, yeah, that's what he's doing. Oh, yeah, I need to hop on board here and do that. No, it's not going to happen. Yep. And it's not her fault. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, good. And, and so with that, Bill, not, not only just looking at those definitions and how ego is using those against you, but also how to, how to have uh, that same generosity and kindness <laughs> with you, right? And, and let, it be, let it be light. Let, you know, all that judgment about how he is and how he's doing it and what this means and you don't need to let the voices do that to you. This can be a, you know, this it's a, we're there in uh, Bethlehem, and um, this is an exercise in the afternoon group. You know, you're going to give somebody difficult feedback. H- how can you do that in a way that is kind and compassionate and understanding? There. Right. This is very empowering, not, not in a good. bad way. No, it's good. Wow. It's good. Let, let us know, okay? Let me know how it goes. Well, thank you, as always. Well, you are Keep so welcome sure. anytime. <laughs> thank you. I don't know what else to say. I'm just filled with joy. I got a smile on my face. I'm like, yay. Me and too. Me to too. To That's a good deal. <laughs> so thank you. All right. All right. Take good care of yourself, Bill. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Bill and Sherry. I found that conversation just fascinating.
to untangle the conditioning about who and how I should be and what the roles are. It's just uh, yeah. fascinating to see how the conditioning works. Yeah. Well, and I, I can only project that as a parent, you, you know some of these places really well. I mean, that's, a, that, that's a, a line that parents really have to walk, you know, when, in this situation. What's appropriate here? And what, what is kind? What's most helpful? What's most helpful to this, uh, to this child? What's most helpful to this employee? What's most helpful to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think um, when you frame it as a role, it makes it easier for me to do sort of, quote, the right thing as a parent yeah. Um, yeah. when there's oh, not yeah. a personality involved. Yes. Yeah, because if we're just two people, then, again, it gets, it gets re- easy for ego to confuse us. Well, but, you know, you don't, what gives you the right to? Or, well, what, how, how come you think you know more about that than somebody else does? Or, well, I can see his point of view, you know. I mean, he doesn't want to. But then when we realize it's a role, <laughs> then what are, what are the guidelines of that role? What, what, are, what are we here for? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I heard in practice once years ago the sense that um, sort of like life is depending on me to do the right thing with these kids because they're going to go up and go out in the world. And wow. uh, it's sort of my responsibility yeah. to do my best in that role. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I just had an experience like that, uh, uh, Michael, where I, I was with somebody uh, who is in the process of raising a monster mm-hmm. um, wow. in, in, that, in that permissive way, you know, just no, no standards, no, no rules, no, uh, no, no uh, requirements. Uh, just you know what whatever you want all the time, and i I think you know that is such an unkindness because uh that child is not always going to live at home, and other people are not going to like that child, and they are going to be mean to that child right yeah. and uh so it's not yeah it's not it's not generous it's 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 really not it's you know we kind of have to um buck up in the moment and do the thing that feels hard to us in the moment but when we do that the well it's like all of practice right that's when we go up against ego in any moment the the result of that is is going to be good yes yes mhm Thank you, Sherry. Mm, Thank you. We're going to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. All right. What if you lived with your soul as your pilot? What skies would you fly? How wide would you open? What would you sing if you gave voice to your beautiful This great song by Trish Bruxford Culligan invites us to give voice to our hearts. Simply Celebrate offers you a variety of ways to express your heart, and one of those is by celebrating the people you love. 
Our one-of-a-kind, customized celebration books are like magic mirrors that reflect all of the laughter, adventures, and delight that friends and family share. Clients tell us that this is the best gift ever. Give voice to your heart and give a gift of love that lasts a lifetime. Visit simplycelebrate.net and turn ordinary days into an extraordinary life. Welcome back to Open Air. And Sherry, we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Deetra from Toronto. Hi, Deetra. Hey, Deetra. Um, oh, I'm so glad I got in. Well, I've been really looking at um, the relationship between the body and movement and, um, and, and, and peace in my mind. Um, I had an injury, mm. and so I haven't been able to exercise in the past four weeks, and I've noticed that the anxiety and the panic is coming over just basic life chores. And, um, well, mm. saying it out loud is really, really helping right now, but it, it's, um, it, and, it's been very it, difficult. Can I, may I Please. interrupt you right there? So uh, the anxiety over basic life chores, say, say a little, you mean that, e- even those kinds of things you're not able to do with the injury? I'm able to do them. I'm able to do everything. Oh. But it's that, oh. it's that because I'm not exercising or moving around or, I, I mean, I'm thinking this. And, yes, I have a certain degree of pain in myself that, you know, making dinner and putting the kids to bed, just everything gives me, or just things at work, everything's just giving me this thing, this, these panics, and I'm taking it on my family, and I really don't, ugh, I don't uh, want to be like this. Uh-huh. And, and so it, is it the, the, the level of discomfort in your body is it the anxiety is, that's there because you're not able to dissipate that energy in the way you have in the past? Is it, um, it the, the, the pain causes you to kind of uh, lash out at people? Or what, how, how, does it, how does it all work? These are very good uh, things to, to consider. I, I believe it's the, uh, the, there's a certain degree of the energy being trapped. It's also gotten darker now in the northern hemisphere yeah. and um that we t- change the time so now it gets darker earlier so a lot of mm-hmm. la- i guess it could be just sad at this point even but um the the pain isn't really bothering me it's more that getting out and and, and moving that energy around and not being in the house working from home also always being at home mm. with the two small children i mean i i'm i'm mm. not i'm not the only person right now who has this problem i know that <laughs> Well, you're you're the only one you're the only one in your life having this problem. Indeed. So Indeed. It, it's valid. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So all of those things together and I'm guessing that uh in normal times you would uh even with dark and uh that sort of thing you'd get on a treadmill or you would um yeah. go for a run or you that that sort of thing and dissipate a lot of that energy and yes. you're really not being able to do that so it's just building yes mhm mhm and then let's throw in the working from home mm-hmm. and then let's add two small children yeah 
Yeah, when who's yelling at me right now? <laughs> <laughs> because so you're great. on the phone and you are not giving proper attention. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we talk about it like this, do you have kind of a lot of sympathy for her? Oh, boy. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. When, you stand, when, when I stand on the other side looking at it, uh, mm. no wonder she's so tired. <laughs> oh. Oh. And what an interesting um, insight, right? That, mm. that she's not tired from work. She's not tired from chores. She's not tired from... She, she's tired from having all of this energy trapped in her body. Yeah, which is, I find that quite dichotomous. Yes, yes. We're not supposed to notice that sort of thing. But it's true. What is that? And so with that, what do you, what what might be a possibility for you? So Um, rather than having something quite that Um, Mm open-ended, you know, I I look at... uh, Things like um, standing up when I'm at the computer and then uh, stopping every uh, little bit and either, well, of course, I'm not injured, so, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I jog in place or Mm -hmm. I'll uh, just do some jumping jacks or uh, something that that dissipates some of that energy that uses it for for me (laughs) instead of just being trapped in there. So it, with those kinds of things during the day, mm-hmm. how, how might you help her out with this? Well, what you're saying is very useful because it doesn't have to be you have to go and get ready and go for a run and plan for 30 minutes. Same with meditation. You can do it for five, 10 seconds and it's still beneficial. That's right. And that's right. uh, I think that's, yeah. 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 In fact, I read something uh, a, a while back that uh, people who are twitchy, um, mm-hmm. it rarely have weight issues, <laughs> right? Because, because even if it's just uh, nervous twitching, it's, mm-hmm. it's using energy and burning calories. Right. Which I find completely fascinating. But if you, if you watch, <laughs> ever since I, I read that or heard that, I watch really thin people and it does mm-hmm. seem to be the case. They're kind of <laughs> perpetual motion machines, right? They're just always yeah. Yeah. always moving. And so right. maybe to bring some more of that in and, and, uh, and different kinds of movements, uh, yeah. you, you know, something that, that actually uh, helps your body heal rather than something that might actually injure you more. Yeah, I, I tried swimming yesterday because it's low impact mm. and it felt it mm-hmm. felt amazing. <laughs> it felt absolutely uh-huh. amazing. Yeah, I could still feel the, so, uh, the good feeling. And so maybe that's when you look at your week, you might not be able to do that every day. But mm. when you look at your week, could you do it every other day? Could you Yeah. Yeah, I could do I mm-hmm. could do something. Yeah, but yeah. I think what you're what you're really know going nailing into go, uh, sorry, narrowing into is me making that because it's important to keep, take care of me 
And, yes. you know, I keep on telling my family, I'm done serving you. And, you know, when I get tired, I say, I don't want to serve you anymore. And so I've got this really mm-hmm. bad language towards them. And, well, and yeah. That's not really yeah, that's, yeah, it's probably not the direction you want to go. Um, but, <laughs> but you do want to support the sentiment, right? Yeah. And so with things like that, again, we are so conditioned. I have to be absolutely at the end of my tether. And then I'm going to yell at you. Instead of realizing, you know, uh, 30 minutes ago, I kind of, uh, I started getting signals that, that I've moved out of enjoying what I'm doing for you and into starting to resent you. And so uh, at what point do you change your orientation so that, so that you're not training them to expect you to serve them. Because uh, we do that, right? We train yeah. people in these ways, and then yeah. uh, when, they, <laughs> when they act the way we've trained them to, to act, we resent them. Oh, so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely feel like you're in your previous conversation about creating monsters. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, mine aren't monsters. Yeah. I, I'm pretty strict, but but uh, but still, I get that. I, I certainly wait until the end of the tether um, instead of pausing yeah. earlier on, and that's what I yeah. guess where where's where. I mean, that's what wears me down. Or yes. the down. and you know, uh, there are so many ways to do it. Uh, I don't know it, 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 at whatever age a child is. You know, they mm. can be brought into the. Uh, would you bring mommy the? <laughs> oh, thank you. That is so kind of you. Thank you for doing yeah. that. Yeah. And in that way, <laughs> you know, they are they're being trained in in habits and orientations that are really going to serve them for their whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll make them happier. Everybody wants to feel appreciated. They certainly like to feel valued and useful. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and now now that I've kind of graduated from baby to toddler to you know school age, it's um they can do things for themselves. I oh, don't have yes. to do all of this. That's right, and they can do things for you. You know, yeah. you can you can move it into being a team. You know, we're all yeah. we're all here. We're a family. We we all do these things. You know. Okay, mm-hmm. now mommy did this. Let's hear some yay, mommy. Okay, and so you did that. Yay, you. Okay, and and to which again, you know, moves that energy around. That's not stuck energy. That's that's moving into happy energy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely derive a lot of energy from them. Mm-hmm. Or oh yeah, at least move yeah. shifted around or get more positive energy going. Or yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When we're doing when we're together working together. That's yes. the thing. I don't think I, I. I don't have to be without them in order to relax, no. quote unquote. No, that, that's impossible. Absolutely They're like my not. Two. Yeah, they can be right yeah. there too with me in doing yeah. this as as a family together. That's um, right. Participating together. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's now. Let's all do yoga. Okay. Now yoga nidra. <laughs> this is where we just. Lie here and breathe with our eyes closed, and we, yeah. yeah, 
I can see. Yeah. It. All right. Yeah, we well, can, let we let me see. know, okay? I will, Sherry. Thank you so much for 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 talking to me today. Oh, what a pleasure! <laughs> I've loved it. Thank you. That's right. Go happy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Dietra. And Sherry, I was, uh, as we practice, uh, taking it all in for myself to see, you know, how can I learn from, you know, your conversation with Dietra about how to take care of myself and not waiting until I'm at the end of my tether to speak out. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, Michael, the voice in our head wants to put it all on other people. You yes. know, this is what other people expect. They, you know, but when we start really looking at it, we realize, no, that's actually just the voice in my head pushing me around. So, mm. I mean, I can say at, in, of course, you know, I live up here at the end of a road by myself, right? So it's easy to say, but say I didn't, you know, it would be possible to say, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take 30 minutes now and do some yoga and meditate. And it's not like anybody who would ever be around me would say no. No, you can't do that. You don't abandon me. You can't leave me. You, nobody's going to do that. Right. Are they? Right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes and it gives permission to everybody, you know, yeah. so, uh, you know, that everybody can, can get in touch with what they need and express that, be clear about it, and, and feel good. Yes. Be happy. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Rico. Can you hear me okay? Perfectly, Rico. What's going on? Oh, well, uh, I'm still kicking here. That's the start. That's good. It is really good. Uh, so anyway, Rico, uh, I was I was out I was out walking today, and I I I met this woman on the road who makes me look young. Okay, oh. I mean the woman appears to be ancient, right? And she's walking up the road. She's got two sticks, like um, ski sticks, you know, cross country yep, ski, yep. ski sticks, and she's going up the road. And I said, Yeah, what a beautiful day. Uh, and she said, it is. And I said, and we're out enjoying it. And she says, and that's okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay, too. So you're still kicking. And that's okay, too. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sherry, uh, I have a practice uh, question. And uh, mm-hmm. if, if how would I put it? Uh, so... Uh, it's been a lot of years since I've been in some type of practice and like forever and forever and forever, I've been exposed to this principle. Well, it's, it's about dropping the ego, dropping the Mm -hmm. ego. What's on the other side of ego? Who are we without ego driving us around? And it wasn't until I came up across the living compassion teaching that I I realized, wait a second, I'm, I have no idea what the ego is to drop. What, how do I even know what it is to drop? And mm-hmm. so, I don't know, maybe it was 15 or more years ago, I, I was trying to 
go through a light. Not, not I didn't break a red, red light, but it was just yellow, and I I pushed on the <laughs> accelerator, and I realized, wait a second, I, maybe that's what ego is. That oh, I just I mm-hmm. I want to get through. Oh, mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. want to get through. So. Uh, I think it was a week ago or something, and uh, I live on a very, very, very quiet street. And uh, I'm sitting on my cushion, and a man, an older guy who I know I'm very friendly with, owns a house across the street, and he rents it. And I hadn't talked to him in a year or probably more. And, but yet, I'm still, I'm sitting. And, boy, it was like holding back galloping horses, the urge to want to go talk to this person. And yet, oh, mm-hmm. that's not what we're doing here. But it happened mm-hmm. like four or five times. It was like trying to control wild galloping horses. <laughs> to settle down and and be with the breath, and I realized, whoa, now there is ego again. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if you have any comment on that or well, uh, just right at that juncture, yes, um, Rico, because it, it's it's perfect the way you laid it out. So there you are sitting on your cushion. The guy next door, he goes, yes, we're going to attack him. And, and your response to that is, I'm, I'm meditating. And then that adrenaline and that urge, just like getting through that light, right? I, I go. And so what I think <laughs> the difficulty that we run into in practice is interpreting things like, uh, dropping the ego as something to be done. And in fact, only the ego is going to want to take on the practice of dropping the ego. So what actually happened with you there is that you were sitting and in awareness, you realized that rush of energy and that desire to get up and go talk to this guy. You watched it. You watched the whole thing. Right? And, and then the, what I'm, I don't know this, but I'm betting because it would happen to a lot of folks, is that, that there is uh, what gets introduced at that point is this notion that you have to somehow stop that from happening. That if, if you were the right meditator, the right person, then you, you, would just, you would be able to control that, stop that. And that would be dropping the ego. But in fact, what you did was dropping the ego. The ego was there. It was on its program. It wanted to hook you. It wanted to get you off that cushion. And in awareness, there was awareness of that happening. And attention 
was going back and forth. When, when ego ran its number, attention would go to that, and you were aware that that was happening. Not, not perhaps aware that attention was on ego, but you were certainly aware of what ego was doing, right? And then mm-hmm. attention would come back to awareness, and you would be sitting there on your cushion breathing. And then it would, the adrenaline would hit, and attention would go to ego, and you would watch that happen. You actually never needed to engage with ego for a second. And it sounds like you didn't. Yeah, sounds like it. You know, I'm, re- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, reminded of a quote, one of my favorite quotes from Joko Beck. And she says uh, something, I don't know exactly how it goes, but something like, uh, we don't really... Uh, conquer the ego we just wear it out yes yeah and that that's that feels like what happened in this uh meditation period like that's oh, right you know, like that's oh, right ego you know you've been driving me so many centuries just relax <laughs> you know if the bell goes off and the guy's here we'll go chat but for now can you take a back seat Yes, or not even that, Rico. Not, you don't even need to engage with it to that degree. You, what you did was ignore it. And exactly. that, yes. is, that is the death of the ego. We don't have to get rid of it, fix it, change it, uh, fix or change ourselves so that it doesn't. It can do whatever it wants. We just ignore it. And there's nothing to feed it. And eventually it, it falls away because there's nothing sustaining it. But every time we try to do something, even something as supposedly or that sounds as spiritual as dropping the ego, we're engaging with it. It's like saying to somebody that you uh, bicker with all the time, Right? Okay, I've seen, I've seen what's going on in our relationship. I'm not bickering with you any longer. And they say something, I'm not bickering with you any longer. Well, actually you are. So on another uh, aspect of it, uh, so I've been sitting for a while, and uh, usually the morning I, I'm kind of fresh, and uh, there's more what I would say, quietude at rest. Mm -hmm. And then later in the day, as I sit in the second period, there's what I call a spinning mind. Mm -hmm. A lot of the period. A lot of the period. And Mm -hmm. what happens, if this is going on for years and years and years and years, when uh, the the meditation timer goes off, and I have this kind of like, as I bow and say the, the uh, prayer, it's like, you know, Rico, I don't care about this spinning mind. I care about you sitting here and loving you no matter what arises. That's right. That's right. Because again, Rico, it, 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 you know, the people who, who uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I was saying, saying earlier, uh, about um, 
reading D.T. Suzuki and knowing that he was, he, was, he was just being as clear as he knew how to be, right? Just as simple and clear as he knew how to be. But if you don't know what he's talking about and you let ego interpret what he's saying and then ego's interpretation becomes our practice, it doesn't help us at all. No. So with Zen... Uh, as well as with a lot of other, you know, this is just what people struggle with. But, um, you, you know, what you're, what you're trying to do is get to a certain place. You're supposed to be having a particular experience. Now, you mentioned Joko Beck. One of my favorites with her is, um, you know, you're not sitting to have uh, a particular experience. You're sitting to, to sit with where you are. Yes. And, and w- if we buy into that meditation is so that i'll get to a calm you know samadhi blah 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 blah. well somebody who wants to get to samadhi (laughs) is going to be sitting for a long time uh because uh you know there's a constant looking to see is this samadhi Uh, how am i doing what's my mind doing what's my mind doing now what's my mind doing now what's right it's like i'm not going to bicker with you anymore you know if if you if you want to make peace with the mind you got to ignore it yeah, not want it to provide a particular experience for you because it's not interested in providing that experience. Mm. Yeah, mm. it wants the attention, right? It wants yeah. to go out and find objects and, and make itself real, right? And so in that same way, that, that's exactly it. I'm sitting here, the mm. mind is spinning. Now, again, Rico... If, you, if your life experience were that spinning mind, you couldn't be telling me about the spinning mind. What, what is actually happening is that you are sitting there in awareness, aware that the mind is spinning. Now, tomorrow uh, in, your, in your afternoon sit, just let it spin. Let it spin off. Boop, there it goes. And you are just sitting there in awareness. Now, the temptation to see what the mind is doing is going to be huge, and you'll watch that. But notice that you're watching it from awareness. Awareness is watching it all. Awareness is aware of all of it. What's there when we drop the ego? Awareness. Awareness, 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 yeah. yeah. And that that seems to be uh, a lot of my experience, like, oh, Spinning mind, spinning mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing is wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. Whoever said, what if, that's, what if that's the deepest form of enlightenment? Spinning mind, and no. here I am rejecting it. <laughs> so uh, I, I have one more uh, comment, if I can remember. Uh, so uh, I'm having a prof- ever-increasing appreciation for the word, for the name of, of our organization, Living Compassion. Mm. And how that takes form is, I mm. am in love. Mm-hmm. I, it's like, yes, I've had two exceedingly close brushes with the exit in the last couple of years. Very, 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 very close. And yet, I am just in love with waking up, mm-hmm. having tea, mm-hmm. 
say hello to everybody. See what like, the weather's doing. Check no, on the trees. It's like, check on the birds. It's, right, and my and it's like I have a, a I adopted a a cat. I don't know, twelve or thirteen years ago, and he's really a grouch. <laughs> he's an old guy, right? And he has bladder problems, and I thought, you know, he's like me. We're like a good pair. But I just, this might sound a little high-minded, but it's really my experience. I just love him like me. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Here's, here's, here's a four-legged flea-bag Rico. Oh. <laughs> and the two-legged flea-bag Rico is scratching the four-legged Rico to feed him as he, as he gets. And, and yeah. my grandkids, my, my grandkids, I just love them. They never talk to me. It's fine. I love them. It's perfect. And so living compassion, oh, compassion is living here. And it's, it's, it's everything I, I always dreamed of when I was a boy about having Jesus in my heart. Oh, right. It's nothing what I looked, I imagined it was going to be. And I hope my Italian Mm -hmm. grandmother isn't rolling over wherever she is. No, it's like. Well, we hope, we hope, Rico, wherever she is, she knows the truth of what you're saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jesus is in her heart, your heart. And the four-legged flea bag heart, and here we all are. Yeah, Sherry, uh, it's thanks every take good every, care. Every day is Thanksgiving, isn't it? It is. It is. It, it is. It is the God's I, truth. I, yep. I, 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 I say thank you, like. I could say thank you 10,000 times a day and it wouldn't be overkill. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't be enough. Wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't no. come close. I hear you. So I hear you, it's, Gee whiz. So, and that, that behave is, yourself. For you too. Thank you to you. Thanksgiving <laughs> right. to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Good night, Rico. Yeah, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Bye. Gosh, oh, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Thanks for joining us, Rico, and another amazing conversation and uh, a real blessing of a show. Sharing is fabulous. Guys, every day is Thanksgiving, huh? Yeah. Every day that we're together. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, everyone. Go happy. Thank you, everyone. Go happy.